UFM 89.9 Blue Hill, 99.9 Bangor, and streaming online at WERU.org. Call 1-800-643-6273. The pledge drive still going on. Show your support for Boat Talk with Alan Sprague and Mike Joyce, which is coming up next. Good morning, good morning. It's uh, 10 o'clock on the second Tuesday of the month. Time for Boat Talk here on Community Radio, WERU-FM, Blue Hill, 89.9, 99.9 in Bangor. All around this wet world at WERU.org. Boat Talk is a, uh, usually it's a call-in show, but unfortunately this week the uh, call-in phones aren't working. You won't be able to speak with the Boat Talk guys directly. However, we do have um, a website, uh, email address for people who would like to uh, to connect with us. best way to do it, this show, is to email boattalk at gmail.com. And hopefully we'll see your email and get your question presented. Um we also have a uh, WERU Facebook page, which may, be, may work also, but there's a lot, of, a lot of technology for an old guy like me to handle, so we'll <laughs> do the best we can. Alan, I believe you're older than me. I, you, there's not yeah. a chance I'm going to do any of that stuff, so you no. know, your modesty, uh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I say, thank you. Uh, speaking of older, uh, even our, our older uh, color commentator giffy full he's on his way sailing or motoring i should say by boat anyway to newfoundland today he left yesterday oh i'm i'm a little bit jealous of that yeah yeah, yeah. what a good just talking with our guest here about going north or south i vote north yes yeah, yeah. and and the, i imagine the water is going to be quite flat out there too we haven't had much of a storm lately it's uh be a really nice cruise right yeah, now it's uh interesting waters too yeah. and yeah. um yeah, boy, I can't wait to hear more about that. Yeah, and uh, we're gonna also going to hear uh, quite a bit about going to Cuba with our guest, Ken Smith, who is joining us here today on Boat Talk. Good morning, Ken. Good morning, Alan and Mike. Welcome Thanks for having Boat me. Talk. Ken, while you're hanging out here, whatever we're talking about, feel free to chip in at any time, whether it's Cuba or anything else. If you've okay. got, got anything right. to say, speak right up. What a, It's a fundraiser this morning, Alan. It is a fundraiser, yes. Uh, the Call in number for uh, for making uh, pledges to WERU is working. And that's one eight hundred six four three six two seven three, and you can also pledge online at weru.org. There's no set amount; it's just whatever you think it's worth. Any little bit will keep uh, keep us going. I. Uh actually have an idea about the gmail thing we'll get to that in a minute a uh, summer uh, boat topic but anyway uh speaking of fundraising one of the cool things we do uh, we just did it a little while back was have the boat talk cruise semi-annual semi-dinner cruise um usually out of northeast harbor and on one of two boats the uh, sea princess or diver ed's uh, starfish enterprise are the two boats that uh, people have been nice enough to lend us and 
what a wonderful time that is. I run into a lady the other day, and I was teasing her about what she needed for her boat. Well, I don't have a boat, she says. Well, yes, you do, dear. <laughs> you know? And if you know... Uh, if you're a WERU person and you have not been on the Boat Talk cruise yet, why not? Yeah. It's kind of a classic. Nobody's was, ever had a bad time. It was an excellent time last uh, June. What was it? Right right along, close to the uh, longest day of the year. Wasn't it? Yeah. My uh, brother and family were just here from Minneapolis, took them out on the Sea Princess for a uh, sunset cruise a couple of Saturday nights ago. Again, just as nice as anything could be. I send people over to... Uh, Diver Ed's uh, Dive-In Theater in Bar Harbor, too. The uh, yeah. well, original underwater superhero, <laughs> Diver Ed and the Starfish Enterprise. Uh, Always a good time. Check uh, out comments on those two things online there, and uh, nobody doesn't uh, uh, grin when they're around Diver Ed. So. Uh, both highly recommended, and again, we can't thank those people enough for lending us their boats, which is no little thing. Who do you lend your boat to? Just think about that. Yeah. And, uh, they uh, gladly do that, and we take uh, 50 of our best friends out at a time, more or less, and, and just have an outstanding time. It's it's one of the really cool things about this radio station. And, yes, you do have a boat. Yeah. And you know boat people, so that's a good thing. Yeah. And uh, we have good food, too. I always like to comment on what the uh, the excellent quality of uh, the potluck food that people bring on board. The sunset cruise I went on, the engine box was just the engine box. I couldn't, I kept looking at it. <laughs> saying, what's wrong here? Yeah, this wasn't, <laughs> wasn't right, but it was very nice anyway. And, and again, it's a, a very, uh, uh, it's a pretty cool cruise, uh, sunset, middle of the day, whenever you, uh, uh, and the whole point would be that when my brother came down to Bar Harbor, mind you, just overnight, uh, what do we need to do? Well, you're probably going to have to drive them kids up to the top of Cadillac Mountain, run around on the rocks, and we got to go for a boat ride. Mm -hmm. And uh, pass that. I don't know what else was mandatory, but I thought boat Lobster. ride. Lobster, Lobster was in there, course, too. Yes. Also had a pizza with blueberries on it. That's uh, different. Blew me away. Yeah. Absolutely blew me away. When I hit the blueberries, I went, oh. <laughs> and uh, it was really good. I was doubtful, but I'm going to uh, have blueberry pizza in my life for the rest of it, as far as I can tell. Huh? Did it B-L-U-E you away? Uh, pretty much. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> so much better. Blue. There that was a good one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Scared me. Thought we hit a rock. <laughs> What? Alan, you got anything else on your? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Um, preview list this morning. Yeah, on the talking to Ken good Cuba? news department. I'm really happy about this one. Uh, we've talked about this before, uh, and Ken and I were talking a little bit before the show about uh, tr uh, whale migration routes and uh, low frequency sonar. We've talked about the Navy using a very powerful uh, sonar uh, emitters. I don't know what the word is, but it, they uh, make a a very loud sound that travels very great distances in the water, and it also has pretty much uh, proven that it's uh, causing great damage to any any marine mammal that happens to be in the area, affecting their uh, their hearing and their uh, other parts of their brain, making well, allegedly making them uh, go on shore and die. <clears throat> anyway, uh, the Navy has has been conducting low-frequency uh, exercises for quite a few years, and um, finally, uh, a federal appeals court in San Francisco in a 3-0 decision has ruled that um, – 
that has wrongly used sonar at levels that could harm whales, seals, dolphins, and walruses. The Navy now has to uh, cease using any uh, sonar during training, testing, or routine operations in the Atlantic, Pacific, Indian Oceans, and the Mediterranean. Pretty much worldwide, the whales are hopefully going to do better from uh, this ruling. Well, the whales uh, seem to be doing well. I passed through Cape Cod Bay a couple weeks ago. We also call that whale soup down there. I saw on the news that there were uh, great whites, two great whites sighted, feeding on a dead whale carcass near the beach. And you can sail right up to the beach on the tip of Cape Cod. There's a green uh, can right off the tip of the thing, and uh, you can sail right past there, and there are great whites uh, mingling with the whales dead and alive off of Cape Cod this season. And and the water's changing is the point. And things that haven't been here are now here, uh, you know, much more than they've ever been. Um, And it probably wouldn't help to uh, throw a big sonar wave through that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well... The the Navy has been banned from uh, using sonar in areas where there are known uh, whales or whale migration routes, but the uh, vast preponderance of the ocean was, it was uncertain whether or not sure. whales were there, so they were allowed to do it. Now this court is saying, no, you're not. Yeah. I'm um, also of the opinion that you got to have a Navy. Um, I think history proves that as the world's mostly water, you got to have a navy, and and again, they you know they got to do whatever they need to do. But, but we can go off on a real tangent. I don't, Ken. I don't know if you're aware of what a, a Slocum glider is. It's really a strange vessel. It's um, imagine a glider in the air. Only this is a glider that's in the water, okay. and. By uh, it has a little pump that can compress or decompress a uh, oily substance in its uh, interior, and thereby changing its density so that it either becomes slightly positive or slightly negative. So if it's slightly positive in the water, it'll tend to rise up, and as it's rising up, the wings on the glider will make it glide in a direction. So it propels through the water. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, not propel, but yeah, oh. yeah, by its own inertia, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, they uh, are uh, advanced now that the uh, are when they come to the surface they can get directions on which where where to go and what to look for and also report back what they've found. They can use those to track submarines stealthily because a submarine won't hear any exactly, propeller yeah. noise. So there are alternatives to low frequency sonar that I think are viable. But anyway. Um, we're not in the military. I'd rather have whales than submarines. I'd, yeah. Now, speaking of uh, bothering critters, could I throw something else in? And this might be a good uh, subject for the uh, boat talk at gmail.com is the best way to contact us this morning. The phone was hit by lightning. If you want to feed back to this here uh, alleged call-in show, boat talk at gmail.com. I'm working a little problem right now. Um, uh, buddy has a uh, nice, beautiful lobster yacht and... Uh, the birds like to sit on it, <laughs> and they poop, and uh, they poop, and they sit on it, and they poop. Now, uh, how how are we going to discourage those birds? There are several uh, traditional methods. The uh, most common one would be the sweep. You see a, uh, a little wire 
whirly gig with the yeah. little, little uh, maybe a the uh, several foot arm on it, and again it turns uh, gently in the wind. There, um, he is looking into something he found on the internet: a solar-powered cat that uh, moves around <laughs> like a predator. <laughs> moves around like a predator. Now I want it to howl and and also screech like a hawk, but that might not work at three o'clock in a quiet anchorage. You Get know, a wolf in the morning. Yeah. Um, People talk about uh, uh, stringing monofilament lines above the roof line, but you gotta take them up, put them down. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of people put owls up too. Owls, yes. CDs, um, CDs, old CDs. No, just yeah. seen that. Huh. Yeah. Spinning around, they just twist. I've seen them in gardens too. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I had an idea laying in bed the other night that I thought was kind of wicked, but then I modified it to be only semi wicked, and the idea was mouse traps. And then I thought, now, I don't want to catch a seagull in a mousetrap. I don't want to have a mousetrap stuck to a seagull. And, and let's back up a minute. Let's think about these seagulls. That could increase the guano. Oh, the and oh, what do they do when they, <laughs> yes, when they move, they poop. So anyway, uh, um, we're not defending against every seagull on the planet. We're defending against the locals. I think there's regulars, okay? Yeah. I think there's regular seagulls that like this boat, like that chimney, like this spot, and you want to discourage that, that uh, your local birds and get them to sit on your neighbor's boat. I hate to say it, mm-hmm. but they're going to go somewhere else. We don't want to kill them. We don't want to hurt them. We just don't want them pooping on our boat. And uh, so the idea I come up with was I modified some uh, cheap little mouse traps. They have a double spring on them. I let one spring go, and I tapped a screw into the uh, wooden base just behind the bale so the bale can only shut not 180 degrees shut it shuts like 110 120 degrees and with the weakened spring i'm gonna tie it to the rail if it does catch the bird in any way the bird can jerk it right off there's no so the old catholic nun punishment but it will like jump, across the knuckles <laughs> but it will jump on him and, and i think i'm thinking and so i'm open for a suggestion that anybody uh we don't here's the other thing let's not reinvent the wheel other people have to solve this problem yeah. So uh, if anybody's got any input on bird discouragement. You know, I saw an interesting thing in Cape Cod Canal. They had a problem with um, um, seagulls dropping their shells on the bike path. Yeah. And somebody came up with the idea is to paint seagulls on the bike path because a seagull will not drop a shell next to another seagull. Yeah, that's giving it away, and right? It, huh. it worked. I don't know how it has turned out long term, but huh. short term it worked. Wow. Maybe we could, oh, we could put paint. seagulls. Well, some people put snakes, inflatable snakes, owls, yeah. things like that. So maybe um, a, like the, uh, you know, an image of a seagull on your deck. Somebody something. mentioned crocodiles. Let's paint a crocodile. Bird's on eye a, view. Yeah. yeah. Or crocodile. Let's paint yeah. a 3D crocodile on the roof. They may park. not know what a crocodile looks yeah. like, though. So. Yeah. That's too bad at low tide we can <clears> see the roof walking down to the boat because, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and again, we don't want to make the boat ugly or stupid or, or add right. too much of a chore to doing this. Uh, uh, BB guns have been mentioned, too, but I don't <laughs> think that's legal. It's not good for the varnish. No, and you'd want to uh, talk to the Marine Patrol before you did anything very aggressive like that. But, uh, yeah, if you've got a uh, bird solution for boats, uh, we're open to it this morning, boattalk at gmail.com. And where else are we here? Let's get right to it. Uh, oh, boy, you want to go for this one? You you don't know anything at all about this one. Kenny's uh, got a preview. Um, divers in Sweden have found 340-year-old cheese at a shipwreck. Uh, yep. Yeah. Divers exploring the historic royal shipwreck off the southeast coast of Sweden have discovered what they believe is probably a chunk of exceedingly smelly 340-year-old cheese. It's been in a cold, salty place. What's wrong with that? Uh, 
We're pretty sure it's some kind of dairy product, butter or cheese, said Calamar County Museum's Lars Eriksson, who was in charge of the dive on the wreck of the Cronin, a 126-gun warship that sunk in 1676. That's a pretty old boat. 1676, 126 guns on one. That must have been a big one. They say the cheese, it's like a mixture of yeast and roquefort. <coughs> it's sort of really ripe and unpasteurized cheese, and Erickson said. <laughs> he added that while it's par- he is partial to cheese, whose character lives on in their smell, this one probably is not for everyone. The tin, which contained a pungent mess, was found and then sent to the lab for analysis. And he said the divers found it pressed into clay of the seabeds that fell in when the pressure, when it released to the surface, uh, pressure inside the jar, allowed some of the contents to leak out of the threaded lid. That's when the smell hit us, he said. (laughs) I don't recommend tasting it. It's a mass of bacteria. The Cronin is a uh, 174-foot warship, largest of the one of its day. It exploded and sank off the southern tip of Baltic Sea Island, Oland, in June 1st, 1676, while maneuvering for a battle before a battle with an allied ancient Dutch fleet. Historians believe the vessel floundered while attempting to turn under too much sail and in rough weather, and somehow it ignited its its gunpowder magazine, which blew off most of its bow, and only 42 of the ship's 800-strong crew survived. So that's the story. Old time tripping. Cheese. I I thought about investigating it further, but uh, uh, investigating uh, cheese... As a uh, journalist, wasn't the the mold that I wanted to fit into. I used to deliver boats cheesy. with a captain who never went on a uh, delivery without. We we always had to have stinky cheeses. I mean, literally, stinky cheeses yep. were mandatory. Yeah, anyway. So you don't have to brush your teeth. And the captain well, goes down with the cheese. Well, so uh, you know. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Boat talk is a uh, call-in um, interactive kind of uh, show about your naval issues. This morning the phones don't work, but we do have. Uh, Computer set up in here. Alan will monitor that, thank goodness. And it's boattalk at gmail.com if you've got anything to feed back. We've got uh, Kenny Smith in here this morning. And, uh, Kenny, I'm told you've uh, sailed off to Cuba. I have. Yeah. Yeah. What made you do that? Well, let's start with uh, Kenny was actually in Florida first. A friend of his. And uh, why don't you describe the boat and then take off from there? <clears throat> well, we were both anchored in a uh, harbor called in Marathon called Boot Key Harbor, and uh, Marathon Key in Mar- Marathon Key, yeah. yes. And um, um, we're about 150 miles north of Cuba, and we were hanging out the Tiki Bar one night, and I overheard somebody say that the Rolling Stones were coming to Cuba for a free concert. Oh, this gets better. Thank oh, you. yeah. <laughs> and um, so that was our inspiration, uh, but always wanted to go to Cuba, anyways. And but with the laws and. I had just had lunch the day before with some friends who had come back after three weeks, and um, it took them over six months to get the paperwork and a pile about an inch high of... Uh, let me break in here yep. for just a second. Um, I'm going to say probably 
10 or 15 years ago, shortly after 911, mm-hmm. I read an announcement from the Coast Guard saying that at the time they would confiscate the boat of anybody who was even contemplating going to Cuba. Mm. That's how That yeah, sounds a little strict. That was, yes. Yeah. That that, was, they had reapplied the pressure at that time, I think, to yeah. try to get Cuba to break um, their political views or whatever their issues are. Cuba wouldn't allow Jumpin' Jack Flash on the island. I mean, literally, Jumpin' Jack Flash was banned until basically the Stones got there officially. So uh, good luck with those politics. Yeah, As I played on the radio, I played Jumpin' Jack Flash one morning for them, and and you can't keep him off of an island, What you know. No, that was their opening. I believe that was the opening song at the concert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And you talk about trying to fight human nature and, and go against the rhythm. Uh, I don't exactly. care what your politics right. are. It's just so stupid. I, I think Fidel's son was um, big in getting the Rolling Stones um, over there. Huh. You know, so a more youthful yeah. thought process, you know. Yeah. And we didn't see Fidel anywhere so except did, for on the walls. Yeah, probably not. Photos. Uh, so you stocked up the boat. Um, what you, would you put on board and then... Oh, we just went to local stores, just a note, really an overnight sail from Marathon. It's 150 nautical miles south. So just a few beers. Um, well, a few cases of beer <laughs> and um, some cheese. Some 340-year-old uh, <laughs> cheese. <laughs> and, uh, you know, just some basic supplies. And uh, usually in a cruising boat, you're pretty well stocked up anyway. you anyways. want to have what you need anyway. Right. And we didn't know really what was available. I, well, I, I did for my research, found out that, you know, there, you can buy things over there. It's very, very limited. Very limited in what you can buy. Cheap or expensive? Um, takes you a little while to get into where the locals go. You yeah. Know, it's the whole thing. So it can be my yeah. first night there, I had an $18 pizza, which is um, <laughs> yeah. that's not normally what they are. But They saw you come. Day one. They yeah. saw you come. And, the, and I tried to get a veggie pizza, but no, I'm sorry, sir, but we don't have any veggies. and We don't have this. Well, how about this? No, we don't have that. I ended up getting a shrimp pizza. The state offers one pizza. Ooh, that's will, right. Yeah. Little sauce, very little cheese. Yeah. So, they're 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 poor. You know, they need food down there. Uh, the locals I talked to are. That's one of their big concerns is food. Can we back up a little bit, Kenny? Sure. What kind of boat are we in? Uh, this I I didn't personally get out on my own boat at the time. I jumped on my friend's boat, and it was a Union Thirty Six. It's a double ender, and I believe it was built in. Uh, the um, Hans Christian Yard. It's a sailboat. Yeah. It's a sailboat, yeah. yeah. Cutter rig. And what Very kind of, stout. kind of boat do you have? I have a Valiant 40. I know all about the yeah, Valiants. Yeah. I hung out with Mr. Valiant in Bermuda for a couple of... Bob, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, I was there for 11 weeks. He was there for about a month and a half fixing a boat that wasn't right. Oh, really? Really, right. I've talked with Bob several times. Yeah. Good man. And, yeah. and uh, he has a service that uh, you can hire him as a consultant if you are looking for any boat, not just one of his designs. Yeah. So very affordable. And the Valiant's, uh, that's a Bob Perry design, isn't it? Well, that's fan. Bob Perry, yeah. I'm a big fan of Bob Perry. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's who I was talking about. Uh, you, oh, so you were with the builder? Oh, uh, yes. The guy from Texas and his well, son um, who were building them in Texas um, at the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And this was a few years last back, Last name too. starts with a W. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, it's a good boat. She's called Loon. Very seaworthy boat. Yes. Yeah. 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 Good for you. Now, um, here's the uh, boat talk question. We try to ask this to anybody. It would work if we had uh, Keith Richards and Mick Jagger here, too. We'd just turn, change the uh, object of the question. And uh, what messed you up about boats when you was young? Uh, just I, Well, I grew up summers in the lakes, uh, Sebago Lake area, and so I was more of a freshwater guy, you know, and uh, I didn't really start sailing until um, late 20s, early How 30s. How old are you, Kenny? 
Oh, um, that's where turned, I grew up too. Same place. I just I think turned same 59. time too. I just turned yep. sixty there. Naples. Day, oh, okay. Yeah. Naples. We had a camp in Naples on yeah. Brandy Pond. Portland, uh, Falmouth, the Armouth area. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, grew up in Sebago Lake, basically. Yeah. yeah. Great area. Great area. Yeah. But eventually, uh, through reading, I get into sailing adventure, and then once I got to the ocean on a sailboat, um, there was no turning back. Sebago became real small. Let's talk about one of my little favorite uh, points to make, and uh, Sebago Lake scares me more than the uh, Atlantic Ocean does. You, well, it can get rough out there. It can get very rough out there, and lakes make a uh, short, steep, uh, square little wave that uh, doesn't have a long fetch to it. They bounce off of the shore. Everything gets confused. You can get in uh, much worse conditions, in my my opinion, in a lake than you can out in the ocean. I agree with the Great Lakes in particular. Oh, great, exactly. Very but dangerous. Sebago Lake can be very, yeah. very nasty The, the weather yeah. comes right in out of the west over the mountains, yeah. and so you don't with visual, you don't see Rangeley Lake of, uh, again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bordeaux Lake, some of the worst uh, <clears throat> boating I ever did was in the uh, uh, saltwater oh. Bordeaux Lake. Oh so uh, yeah, we were bucking a tide and had a forty-four foot boat with its uh, a propeller out of the water every other <laughs> wave. Had <laughs> 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 no way to turn around or do anything. Oh man, we're in trouble. Hang on, yeah. right? So anyway, so uh, yeah, lakes are dangerous. So, but a good place to learn. Good place. Absolutely, to learn, yeah. absolutely. So. Um, so anyway, so we were just hanging out, and somebody said the Rolling Stones were coming to Cuba, and so I asked around for a few friends. I wanted some crew, and and I found a good friend of mine, uh, Paul from Atlantic City, and he said, uh, "Let's go." And uh, so we packed up the boat with a few uh, essentials, and uh, uh, we left around noon um, one day and just sailed down the Hawk Channel, which is inside the reef running along the Keys. Yeah, and then we set out to sea at uh, Key West. And then cross the Florida Straits. It's where the Gulf Stream kind of starts there. It comes east and west and then joins together on the east coast of Florida and builds in intensity as it goes. So, But crossing the Florida Straits was not a really a big deal. We I put about a 10 degree to the west, you know, to try to slide over a little bit. But we really didn't get much of a push. Um, so throughout the night, we just kept coming more towards Marina Hemingway, which is our destination. And these waters are extraordinarily well-traveled. It's just that the, the <clears throat> Cuba entries have not been well-traveled. Uh, true, but uh, we didn't see a lot of boats. We didn't see any other sailboats. Um, we didn't see any military vessels, um, although we were told that there would be patrol boats out there and to be aware of that. Um, but what we did see as we approached Cuban waters were a couple of, I think they were freighters. They weren't very well-lit. Um, probably 150 foot range, maybe 200. And uh, this one particular one just did what I call a crazy Ivan. He just turned right in front of us. And it was probably blowing 25, 30, and we had the opposing wind and sea. And, yeah. You know, and um, but we were doing good. It's a good boat. And, and uh, we were reefed down. And um, and this guy just cut right in front of us. And he would not answer the radio, and he, nothing, so... We disengaged autopilot and come to starboard and yeah. get out of the way. Get and out I of put, his way. But I put the spotlight right on as what I thought would be the helm area and just held it there and got on the radio and said, you know, how's that? Can you see my light? Yeah. <laughs> um, but there was no reply. They were just like a ghost ship. But, you know, we got by that. And, and after that, it was pretty uneventful. And in the morning, we saw the skyline of Havana. Um, very... Um, um, not foggy, but 
I lost the word there, but uh, it's historic. But, yeah, well, historic just to see the yeah. skyline. It's a pretty big city. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, probably probably doesn't, the, doesn't change a lot, I would guess. Too. I don't think it's changed a bit yeah. since 1959 wow. when we walked out the door. It's wow. as if um, they shut the lights out and closed the yeah. door, and everything is. Well, I don't know what it was like, but government, it's all that's there. the problem. Yeah. Government, yeah, right. <laughs> you hear a lot of that, I'm just saying. Oh, uh, yes. It's well, they have signs there. over there, like at the bus stop, and it's Uncle Sam with his arms around Cuba. And then I took a picture of it. And it's, that's what it says the, the embargo. Guy's too. It's Uncle Sam. Yeah, that's it's a government problem. Uncle everybody, Sam. Apparently, everybody agrees. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you dress like that in that tall hat and the funny clothes. Now, speaking of governments, Ken, you. Uh, uh, mentioned uh, somebody else going to Cuba and mountains of paperwork. Mm-hmm. Did you have to uh, do anything in advance? Or just If I'm going over Nova Scotia, I just show up at the dock Exactly, and exactly. Do we well, just go into Marina Hemingway and go, hello, comrades, we're here, where's the party? I believe now you can. Yeah. At, at the time we went, the paperwork had been reduced because Obama had already spoke. The Tampa Bay baseball team had already played sure. against the Cuban Nationals. So things started breaking down, um, not breaking down, but uh, the paperwork trail and uh, restrictions um, really were reduced. So we were uh, down to, uh, I think it's Coast Guard Form 33 or 303, and it basically it's just asking the Coast Guard permission to travel in Cuban waters. Yeah. And, um, and that was it, you know, okay. and, and that may have even been stopped. We're we're approaching halftime here, and it is a pledge a pledge drive. So we're, we're going to be talking a little bit about that. But before I do, we do have one email concerning the seagulls. Oh, good a question <laughs> you asked, Mike. This is from Jeff Gold, our friend. Uh, Jeff. Oh, Gold. excellent. How, he's Morning, done, Jeff. He's down in Grenada, listening to us right now. Oh, come on back, Jeff. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, Jeff says that birds stay away from wind generators. A couple in the right place might help. Oh, yep. You can maybe purposeful make, make your own fit. It turns into a win-win, or is it wind-wind situation? Mm-hmm. They also tend to stay away from, stay off solar panels when it's hot and sunny. So uh, that's uh, what Jeff says says about uh, keeping seagulls away. He also asked if uh, Giffy took his own boat to Nova Scotia or to Newfoundland. No, I would hope he's going as a passenger at this I point. I think he is going with somebody in a little bit bigger boat. Yeah. Giffy is, uh, oh boy, he's coming up on 90-ish and uh, been a little challenged health-wise lately. Had a lovely time on the Boat Talk cruise, brought a designated driver and had a good time. (laughs) A wise man. (laughs) Oh boy. So let's let's turn it over to uh, our station manager, Matt Murphy. Good morning, Matt. it's me first. 1-800-643-6273. This requires a little bit of reworking of the board, but I think we've got you on a microphone now, Matt. Um, I'm here on the microphone, here with Amy Brown here, uh, enjoying Boat Talk, and hope you are out there, too. I expect you are. This is a very popular show, and it is made possible by listeners out there. Without listeners uh, making their donations, there would be no Boat Talk. There would be no uh, uh, family corner. There would be no power for the people. There would be none of these uh, live and local call-in shows, except for when we're getting our phone repaired because of the lightning strike. <laughs> right. And there's a there's something that you can send us some good energy and uh, send us operating funds to uh, keep these programs going. Eight hundred six four three six two seven three. Amy, have you learned something on Boat Talk? You know, one of the things about Boat Talk that's great is that you don't have to be, and they say this all the time you don't have to be somebody who's really into boats to listen to the show it's like 
um, a certain other show about cars that airs on another station where it's entertaining regardless of whether you know anything or care anything about cars. Boat Talk is the same way. So, yeah, it's a great show that it's, everyone finds entertaining. We do normally get a lot of calls. They've been taking emails this time around, boattalk at gmail.com. But if you're someone who regularly calls in and listens, it's a great time to call and show your support. 1-800-643-6273. And your name will also be put in the watering can for a drawing that we'll be holding on Friday night at 5 o'clock at the beginning of Democracy Now! Everyone who calls in during the public affairs blocks the 10 to 11 block or the 4 to 6 block this week will be entered into a drawing for the book that you have in your hand there, Matt. Yes, this is uh, Amy Goodman with David Goodman and Dennis Moynihan, two of her uh, her closest collaborators, uh, Democracy Now!, 20 years of covering the movements changing America. And this is a, a, a bestseller, and it is autographed, uh, this, this edition by Amy Goodman and Dennis Moynihan. Um, so this is a, it's a great book. I, I've, uh, I've read it and enjoyed it and learned from it quite a lot. And uh, you can, too. You can be the, the lucky person who wins the, uh, wins the book at the end of the week. And and that's a great thing if for someone to uh, win, and that's terrific. But the real thing that you win every time, whether you're going to get a book or not, is listening to programs like Boat Talk, done by local people, um, usually and often by issues connected to local with also global uh, connections. I mean, like today's show um, is is a great example of that from uh, from local uh, and 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 local content to Cuba. Um, we're all connected, and he, and a program like Boat Talk. Uh, demonstrates that, like Family Corner, like Power for the People, like Talk of the Towns, all local programs that connect us locally and to the larger world. And this all happens here, the people who are involved with WERU. It's really fantastic. Right. And so uh, show your uh, support for that by calling 800-643-6273. We appreciate all the people on the air, guests and program hosts, and you can too with your call. 800 643 Six two seven three. All right, we're going to turn it back over to the boat talk guys. Here we've had twenty four new members so far as of this morning. We need seventy six more to meet our goal. Twenty four is a great start. We'd love to have you join them. Give us a call now one eight hundred six four three six two seven three. Thanks for popping in, Matt. And send it back over to Alan and Mike in the other room. Yes, here we are back again. So uh, Ken, we're we're pulling into Hemingway Harbor. That name just conjures up all kinds of uh, great visuals. Why don't you uh, okay, take so, us there? Um, yeah, so in the morning we um, we um, arrive at the red and white for Hemingway Marina. Um, your mic's a little funky right now. She'll turn that up. Are we talking off of Havana? We're in Havana, aren't we? Uh, we're actually west of Havana. Okay. And um, the, you're not allowed to enter Havana Harbor. Same general piece of water? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so there's a red and white buoy outside of the channel, and the channel is cut through a reef that they probably blew up years ago and, you yeah. know, channeled through there and dredged. And um, so through my research and my friends that were there, they said, just go to that marker, get on Channel 77 on your VHF, and hail Marina Hemingway. And in perfect English, uh, the marina manager came back, welcomed us to Cuba, and gave us uh, directions to enter the channel, said go to the red and white, 140 degrees magnetic, hold that course, there's a strong cross current there. And it's open to the north, so you really want to, we got there was maybe 15 knots, and I think maybe if it got up around 25 or something, you might want to think twice about entering. Um, but there was plenty of water there. We come in, and then you come to port, 
where you turn, and then the local customs office is right there, and uh, we pulled up to the dock, and uh, mostly young guys, you know, but very respectful. Um, I can't say enough about how professional they were. They tied our lines up, um, asked for permission to come aboard, uh, took the captain our passports, and um, they don't stamp your passports uh, over there. They give you a little piece of paper and put it in, you know, because a lot of people went to Cuba anyways, you know. I was going to make that point. Just because Americans haven't been going to Cuba mm-hmm. doesn't mean that they haven't had lots of yachts. Oh, it's exactly. Marina Hemingway and Canadians, for instance. Sure. I know lots of Canadians have oh, been yeah. over. And, oh, I have friends from England that yeah. spent three months, left their boat there at the marina, very, very safe marina. Yeah, not to mention alternative-minded Americans have been going there many, for more than a couple many. of years, yes. Well, I have several friends with dual passports, you know, they, they're Irish and or ah, whatever, and, I see. and so okay. they just break out the Irish passport. I was going to go, know? American-Cuban? Uh, yeah. But no, American, yeah. I, yeah. Of okay. course, uh, yeah. you know, your insurance is, wouldn't like that, but now, just don't make that call. Did you, uh, uh, how can I put this? There's a, a certain segment of the cruising population that's uh, funkier than the top end of it, mm-hmm. you know? I would just guess that those people would be fairly attracted to such an adventure, uh, possibly more than the guy on the mega yacht I passed uh, up near West Point a couple weeks ago, exactly. you know? Yeah. Um, I met a guy in a boatyard in St. Michael's, Maryland last year. It was an old, uh, old clapped-out Pearson sailboat. Mm-hmm. And the fellow looked like character. I started talking to him. The boat was called Corsair. He was flying a Marine Corps flag. And uh, were you a Marine? He says, well. Uh, and he was a uh, wounded Vietnam veteran. And uh, mm-hmm. he bought the um, boat from a Corsair pilot and kept the flag in the name. Okay. Nice. He was a uh, Vietnam veteran with a bit of an attitude. He was anti. He wasn't anti-war. He was anti-stupid war. Yeah, <laughs> that's what his point was. And yeah, he got badly hurt. But that's the, redundant, Mike. But he hurt the other guy mm. a lot worse. And and you talk about a character. Mm. And uh, him and his buddy were trying to put this mess back together to get it across to. And again, there's a uh, a certain kind of person that's maybe. Uh, alternative-minded you're going to run into down there. Yeah, what I'm suggesting. and the cruising community is a tight group, but there are a lot of characters, like there are everywhere. But, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, we run into lots of characters out there. Kenny, somebody it's, said to me one time, a lot of nerve you have calling somebody a character. I'm pointing at you exactly. right now. Exactly. I'm a character in some ways myself. Go. Right. little pirate. You know, yeah. you got to have a little pirate in I'm you. Glad you, got the 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 al- I'm glad you got the allergy. <laughs> but I was alleging. <laughs> so, um... <clears throat> What kind of if a pizza costs twenty bucks? What's dockage? Um, dockage uh, actually was um, less than fifty cents a foot, so very That's affordable. Quite good, yeah. Um, the Could marina, we be anchored if we wanted to um, and, and no. uh, steal it for free? That's no, know. no, not in that area. Yeah. Um, about sixty miles west of Havana, there are islands you can anchor, but you're only allowed to clear in maybe three different, maybe four places in Cuba two on the um, north shore, let's say, and two on the south shore, you're only allowed to enter those ports first time, and then they'll they can, they'll designate to you where you can and can't go. You just can't freely cruise Cuba even today. You have to, they, you can go here and then let them know you're there, you know, so. My impression of uh, some of the extraordinary wealthy people that I get to hang out with uh, is that sometimes they feel um, people... Uh, try to take advantage of their uh, uh, wealth, you know, yeah. and they feel targeted sometimes mm-hmm. and uh, they don't want to be taken advantage of. And 
it occurs to me now in this circumstance, you are the wealthy. Um, exactly. To the Cuban people, you look like the people I'm talking about look like to us. You do a little travel in the third world countries and uh, you start feeling like you're, well, we're all very fortunate to and be you are in state. An, uh, we and are and you country. are, but also you're an important revenue stream to these people uh, no matter what exactly. slice right. of uh, economic society you've come from. You're... Um, again, they, w- they right. want to get your money out of well, it. Well, you know, just a little, I wasn't going to bring this up, but in our travels in Cuba, we did take the one peso bus it's referred to, and it's like a penny, you know, and uh, I had my pocket picked, which can happen in any city, anywhere. Um, but afterwards, I got over the initial mm-hmm. shock of being so foolish as to have my pocket picked. Now, if you didn't see it happen, do you... Do I you, never felt it. They, you they don't even have a clue? No. Other than, other than there was a little chocolate sauce on my shorts, so I think <laughs> mom and the little kids were in on it. I think it was a group effort, you know, yeah. in a crowded bus. But afterwards, I thought about it, and I go, you know, I hope that went to feed a family or something. Yeah. I didn't feel so bad, you know. What's 100 bucks? Stupid me. I learned a good lesson. And uh, so we're not far from Havana at the... Right. We're maybe about a 15-minute um, um, cab ride. Yeah. And that's a thrill in itself. But So anyways, we cleared in, very professional. Doctor comes on, takes your temperature with the digital thing, you know, signs all the papers. They interview us. They check your passports. And uh, then two little uh, dogs, different dogs, Cocker Spaniels, come aboard and sniffed all around the boat. Cocker Spaniels. Yeah, yeah there's nice. a spotted one and then a nice black one. Yeah. And, and once again, the officers took their shoes off. They asked for permission to board your boat. Um, it wasn't not this gang mentality yeah, of yeah. jump aboard and step aside and Worthy put your hands authority. over your head and, you know. Were they interested in anything in particular? Um, just, uh, well, um, well, I don't know what the dogs, they didn't speak English, you know. I just assumed they were sniffing for weapons yeah. and drugs or whatever, you know. Um, so um, we were, we passed the test. And uh, and then an agricultural officer comes on. They couldn't smell beer in cans. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but, uh, you know. So, uh, and then as each uh, group came on, we offered them water um, or a beer or something. You know, we didn't offer the uh, military guys beer. But so all in, in about 30 minutes, that process was over, maybe 40. And it was just a couple at a time would come on and fill out a couple of forms. And um, and it was pretty uneventful. And um, very profound. Thanked us and, and then directed us to our slip. Wow. Which is the marina is um, three uh, like fairways and on uh, that are, are about a hundred yards long, maybe maybe two hundred yards long, and with cement bunkers on either side. So the side two ties yeah. with cleats and the power was thirty amp power. Just was like beautiful. the real world, yeah. And uh, yeah, it was good. They had showers. You know, they could use a little upgrade, but forty cents a foot. You know, hey, I, th- I thought that in Florida myself, but anyway, people uh, have been grumbling lately because they did raise the price, and it's up to about sixty or seventy cents a foot now. Yeah, but that's still really cheap considering United States standards. When we get ashore, are we free to go anywhere and do anything we want? Um, yes, we had no restrictions. Though we were not told we can't. They, we were told that if we didn't feel good, we felt uh, sick or we got hurt, to notify them at the marina, and they have a doctor on site. You know, they were. You know, so they said, check with us first before going to a hospital or whatever, you know. So, yes, we were free to travel. We're ever, we, we, certainly, we saw no restrictions. Um, so uh, we had little fold-up bikes. So the first afternoon, we went out for a little ride. But, and then the transportation is 
we couldn't stop all the cars are from 1950. Yeah, I've you know. Seen that. So um, yeah, so and then the next day it was uh, off to the we got a little map and we had somebody circle where the concert was and and um, you had tickets. Uh, no, it was a free concert given ah, by the Rolling Stones. Free, yes, Beautiful. and but you know, free always has a cost. So when we arrived there, we found out that there were, were tickets that they had printed on a, just a blank white piece of paper to let you into the VIP section, which was right up front. Mm. So we sprung the two dollars, and we <laughs> bought one off I think a local college student, and uh, we were front row and. Uh, we arrived in a 1957 Pontiac four-door sedan, and uh, that was, we were just... Style points up the wall. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We, we were living large. We had hats on, and we had a bottle of rum in the backpack, because it was a long, hot day. You know, the concert didn't start till 8. We got there maybe about 1 in the afternoon, and there was a couple hundred thousand people already there. But plenty of room. Not one problem. Never saw a fight. Never saw anyone yelling at each other. Um, you know, who opens for the Stones in Cuba? Uh, Mick Jagger. <laughs> there was no opening no, act. I was, was wondering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They probably couldn't get anyone else to do it for free. You well, know, well, so, cool. You know, I was wondering about. I, that. And I also yeah. heard that they left all their equipment behind for the Cuban people to, you know, to do huh. for another concert. You know, hmm. so uh, military. I probably saw four or at least four different service from police to military to I'm not sure what the other uniforms were, but um, no weapons. Everyone's very polite, and it was great. It was really nice. You could feel the love. The, uh, the Cuban people, or Cuban people, uh, were very um, happy to, and we were spotted how they could pick out an American. I mean, we look like Canadians, too, or yeah, Europeans, you know, but you know. American, we yeah, get that all the time. I get that. Um, you ever seen the Stones before? They have my a good first night? time. My first time. They have, uh, did you like them? They do good for a bunch of old guys. Yeah. You know, uh, three hours. They didn't stop. For yeah, because they were having a time too, weren't they? I think I, there was a lot of love there, and the, you could just feel it. The atmosphere. Um, some people had stitched a um, Cuban flag and an American flag together on the leading edge. And we're walking around holding it, and people were getting their pictures taken. And people would approach us and say, can we get our pictures taken with you? And yeah. Just because we're Americans. And they, they wanted to ask us what's going on. And um, it, it was really nice. Really Side really note, nice. there's a brand-new book out. It's a coffee table book. It's mm -hmm. Keith Richards' A Life in Pictures. Highly rec I found it at the library. Oh, highly, really? highly recommend yeah. it. There's okay. a lot of good stories in there, but it doesn't go up to Cuba. So. <laughs> okay, right, yeah, right. Brand new. Another thing that was missing at the concert was, uh, you know, uh, your hot dog and sausage stands. And, no, you know, there's no T-shirts. There's no food. There's no water and vendors. Commies don't know merch. <clears throat> they don't have it to sell, you know. Some people had made their own shirts, some of the locals, you know, yeah. with some art you know, some crayons or paint or whatever, but it was just people and music, and I met people from Switzerland, uh, the Netherlands, uh, some Europeans, Canadians, a few, a couple of Americans. I met a couple of American brothers there that flew to Mexico, and it was their third time to Cuba. They go to Mexico, and then they fly to Cuba from Mexico. Then they go back to Mexico, and then back to mm -hmm. some small town in America I won't mention. Do you have uh, much uh, Caribbean, Caribbean experience? Uh, uh, some, yeah. I've sailed through the, all through the Caribbean. What's some uh, name favorite island besides Cuba? Uh, Dominica is my favorite island. 
Dominica. Yeah, it's uh, all organic. Um, all organic? Yes, just north of St. Lucia. Yeah, okay. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, is it illegal to farm with uh, I, I don't know about that, but we went on a, a pretty um, uh, aggressive hike out to a boiling lake there. Which is, from what I understand, is only two in the world. Is actually 212 degrees or close to it. It was boiling. Yeah, wow. yeah. it's waterfalls feeding into you know a volcano uh, area and a hot spot. Uh, yeah, and um, so and the and our guide kept saying uh, he was uh, don't go in there. It's all organic <laughs> and you know, but uh, no, we, we had to wait for the steam to clear just to get a picture of it. Yeah. But uh, huh. so Dominique is my favorite. Um, Montserrat was very interesting. Which Montserrat, I understand, was the jewel of the Caribbean, but they had a, a, a volcanic eruption, and mm-hmm. Very three, two-thirds of the island is, is gone, covered in ash. I mean, next time you're down that way, how does uh, Cuba attract you? I'm going back. Yeah. Oh, I'll be back. Um, I plan on going back January of next year. Um, Your own boat this time? Yeah, on my own boat. Yeah. And um, hitchhikers, stowaways, crew, you need uh, paid crew. Well, know. hey, uh, let's let's swap <laughs> let's swap emails. You know, we'll see. Always looking for crew. Um, I like a prettier crew, but not that you're a bad looking guy. But I'm um, pretty. Or I'm, <laughs> I'm much better looking cook. on the radio. It's one of my favorite jokes, <laughs> and I can cook too. He can work as a storm maker. All good also. jokes. That's yeah, good. Right. Right. So uh, yeah, I'm going back to Cuba, and I'm gonna I'm gonna spend um, I would think at least a month or more there, cruising the coast, and uh, and then continue on to Central America. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. Now, we are doing Boat Talk this morning. It's a uh, call-in show without uh, call-ins because the phones got hit by the lightning. And uh, we've opened up the computer at boattalk at gmail.com. Got some feedback on uh, how to keep birds from pooping on your boat, which is a subject earlier. But we were talking to Kenny Smith here about his uh, cruise down to Cuba with the Rolling Stones. And, uh, you know, times is changing. I think that's good. Yeah. uh, we probably should change the topic for a second here and uh, talk about what you're doing next Sunday, Mike. This Sunday? Yeah. Did you hear it might be a little weather coming on Sunday? I, yeah. Yeah. A chance of thunder showers. Yeah, so, we'll so see. I think Sunday morning will probably be won't okay. Won't stop or uh, slow anybody down. We're talking about the Main Boats, Homes, and Harbors show, which is happening on yeah. this upcoming Sunday. Last should... weekend was the Rockland Lobster Festival, and this weekend is the Main Boats and Harbor uh, boat show. Yeah, we should mention also that Main Boats, Homes, and Harbors is a, uh, a supporter of community radio. Thank you very much. Uh, I guess that's why one reason I got, well, we're nice to them because they're so nice to us. They're silly nice to us. And um, years ago, they approached us and asked us if we would MC. The world champion boatyard dog uh, competition, Try. yeah, and stand out with a couple hundred people and Mr. Microphone and and uh, be cheerleaders. Like nah. <laughs> it's the weirdest, most uncomfortable thing I do, but we have a good time doing it for boat dogs. Uh, these are good. half a dozen uh, uh, boat friendly dogs mm-hmm. with their owners, and they go through an obstacle course. Uh, they have to um, uh, do uh, some kind of a uh, trick. And and jump in and out of a dinghy? Uh, oh, in and out of a tippy dinghy. It's never tippy enough for me. Nobody's ever tipped it over. I'm disappointed. But mm-hmm. then uh, freestyling, you get to uh, do whatever you like. Uh, cheating is not only encouraged, it's pretty much mandatory, so it's bribery. It's a nice little uh, show. Uh, either the dog and or the person has to get wet. Some dogs don't like swim. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've that- seen a chocolate lab, uh, somebody I met in the Bahamas, dive 15 feet for a conch shell. <laughs> 
Yeah, Whoa. not just once, but several times. Oh, I have it on video. Oh, it was incredible. Dog be wow. manic to pick that thing up, wouldn't it? Yeah. Huh. He, he just got out. As soon as he got his hind legs underwater, he was like a fish under there. Yeah, we yeah. dove down with him. We'll. Wow. He probably just thought they were extra-large dog whelks. Yeah. <laughs> but this Sunday morning at 1030 down to the Harbor uh, Park in Rockland uh, at the uh, Lobster Festival grounds, the Boat Show grounds, there will be the World Boatyard Dog Championship Trials and also a, um, I think the theme this year is Restored Yachts uh, oh, on yeah, the nice. dock, I believe, oh, okay. if I've been paying any attention, not to mention just a bunch of other really nice boats uh just because the Lobster Fest was last week, I bet you could find some there, too, if you was desperate and everything else at the main boats, Homes and Harbor show. It's this weekend, uh, Harbor Park in Rockland, and Al and I will be there. Uh, we blocked out the time. I told other people I'm not available that day, mostly because I, I think it's uh, too weird. I'd feel bad if Alan didn't show up. Now, <laughs> I will toss. Boat talk for boat delivery. I do it all the time. Yeah, right? it's yeah. good for my street cred. To go well, out. you had a fill in here earlier. Yeah, you just made it into. The and uh, but I can't leave Alan alone at the uh, boatyard dog thing, and I'd I'd feel bad if you did that to me too, Alan. So, <laughs> <laughs> like I say, it's weird stand up in front of people, but I don't. I, I enjoy it, but uh, that you know, different strokes for different folks. Yeah, any kind of animal really makes me turn on. So. That's where we go. It's a pretty sweet event, and we, we recommend it highly. So, uh, yes, check that out. Now, we are, uh, like I say, coming up on the end of Boat Talk here. Matt mentioned uh, it is a fundraiser, and how lucky are we to have a radio show called Boat Talk? Uh, we like to joke that Splish and Splash, not nearly as funny as Click and Clack, but yeah. being boat people, you can talk to anybody on the planet, call them up and say, would you like to speak to us on the radio, or, or, yeah. or we have this radio show, you might find this interesting. And in terms of being a people connector, mm. what a treasure. Absolutely. What an absolute treasure. Yeah. I am I'm just uh, so lucky, absolutely humbled. And, and again, uh, it's funny, they let us come in and play with this place <laughs> after <laughs> so long. Well, I don't think it's We do f- music programs, too, separately, Alan and I. He's, yeah. um, he's on Thursday, I'm on Wednesday. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think it's because of Boat Talk, but I think uh, this community radio station especially has a whole lot of marine-related business supporters, too, that that really make this uh, an interesting uh, subject for the area. Here's a good story. You'll like this one, Alan. I went to a really nice party on Saturday night. The uh, Goose Island uh, Jamboree down Washington County is a bunch of hippies and a bunch of bands, okay? And... And I'm I'm sitting there, uh, and there's a fellow, a big, big uh, gray-haired fellow next to me, and he's whooping and hollering. I look at him a little suspiciously. I, he's probably not much trouble. He's a little, little wound up, but he's okay. We ended up being buddies, and he says, oh, W-E-R-U. He says, oh, I heard something there years ago. He says, I heard somebody talk to a fellow that was going to make a school bus and go across. I went, that was us. <laughs> That's a great A school story. bus to uh, fix yeah. up school bus to go across the ocean, and you don't know uh, who hears what, how it sticks, what mm-hmm. it makes them think. A radio, man, it's special. It's, it's a treasure. I just saw a school bus over at the Home Depot in Trenton the other day, and it had an uh, old Volkswagen van camper on top of the school bus, like, incorporated into the roof. As you a know, like uh, second story, clear story, yeah. Yeah, or like a viewing, you know, nice. put your head up there. It was, yeah, well, I didn't have time to pull over and check it out. but Clear was, story, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. But again, the uh, possibilities are endless. Um, sometimes I think we ought to work harder at this. We just uh, And again, we're um, 
talking about things we uh, know and are most enthusiastic about and having guests that, uh, for instance, some people will say, well, I couldn't be on the radio. Well, we'll make it comfortable for you, and you're just yeah. talking about you, and everybody has a good time. It goes fast. There's only been one lady we haven't been able to <laughs> to uh, get over here, and we had her husband, Mick, from uh, the uh, cement gaff uh, oh, right. yes. Cutter Hannah, they go northern latitudes. We interviewed them, I believe, in May, for instance. Uh, so anyway, it, it's a treasure, and we ask you to support our radio habit, I guess, is uh, the bald uh, pitch for it. And um, our radio habit, let's put it that way, when we say we around community radio, I think we're doing it right. All right. Yeah. 800-643-6273 is the pledge line to support community radio. Yeah. Um, we are open to suggestion as well. We have a uh, unlimited uh, amount of subjects, and uh, for instance, uh, we batted around several possibilities uh, this month, and then Kenny fell in our lap here through uh, Prince Agwan from uh, the reggae thing on Saturdays yeah. uh, was the connection here. And again, uh, we're open to suggestion. But uh, it's unlimited, and I don't think we'll run out for a fair while. Speaking of suggestions, when you were uh off doing a delivery, was it last month or two months ago? Up the Hudson River to Albany, yeah. New York, yeah. Yep. Um, I mentioned that the uh, International Marine Organization had awarded the uh, uh, Medal of Honor to a, a woman captain for the first time and then went on to suggest that uh, we should do an all-female uh, women on the water show. So I'm going to throw that open to anybody, any hopefully female, out there who is willing to get together a, a person or two and come into the boat talk sometime and talk about getting women on the water or what women That's on the water That's a great suggestion, do. yeah. I meet um, not a lot, but I met several single-handed women sailors um, that have ocean crosses. Uh, yeah. Um, I have a... Uh, they're, and they're, they're cool. They're stout people. Uh, cool. Boys. I would say that's sexy. I would say that, yeah. that capability, that yeah. uh, uh, independence it's better than is, putting her in a Corvette. <laughs> it's, uh, it's like a. I, I think that's uh, like say yep. little on the little on the attractive side. Oh so, uh, yeah, yes. yeah, mm. yeah. Well, people get very resourceful when they're solo sailing, you know, on a boat. And you've got to be. Yeah. yeah. Home yeah. Depot isn't down the street. No, you've got yeah. what you've got, and you've got yourself. And, that's right. And uh, and even like you were saying earlier, the people in the higher end class that have the big fancy boats and captains. You, uh, well, yeah, but you you get a bonding with some of them too because. There isn't anyone else to help, and the guy anchored next to you could be a diesel mechanic, or he could be a doctor. He, 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 there's so many things that could come into play when you're out on your own on the water. And again, like having a radio station, it's a people connector. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. We're all in the same boat. Connector, yeah. We're all in the same boat. Yeah, exactly well, right. We're, we're just about done with our piping boat. us out. Our, th- this month uh thanks to amy brown in the engine room for uh, keeping the engines going just fine boat talk is on the second tuesday of every month at 10 a.m here on community radio weru fm blue hill 89.9 99.9 in bangor and on the internet weru.org stay tuned for rich hill singer next with on the wing thank you Boat Talk is brought to you in part by Captain Yo's Flaming 